the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Yesterday was an okay day. Nothing too spicy, nothing too saucy, but okay. Stocks continue to tick up. Every time I see the word tick now, now I think TikTok, right? No. Saw some interesting news yesterday on TikTok. Snap has half a billion monthly users at this point in time. That's nowhere near what Facebook has. But when you start thinking real quick, social media, think of all the names that are the big players right now, and I'll see how many of them you got right. Snap has half a billion monthly active users. Then you get into... Facebook that has 2.9 billion. So half a billion versus 2.9 billion. I'm remarkably impressed that Snap has that much. TikTok has 690 million monthly active users. Twitter has 350 million monthly active users. And Pinterest has 460 million. So Snap is Number three out of the big five. I am impressed by that. That is going to make me strongly start looking more and more at Snap as a potential stock to buy and own. In large part, I believe their CEO is taking the long haul, for better or for worse, to augmented reality and retail sales on augmented reality and searches on augmented reality for retail. Augmented reality retail sales will be about $12 billion by the year 2027, which really tells you you got to take the long haul on this because so far out of anyone who's doing augmented reality, I could only think of Snap. Now, Facebook will be there. I've got some friends who work at Oculus at Facebook, and they're trying to set up a hub type feature where you can actually physically see your friends and actually physically go shopping in stores. But it's going to take time. We thought we'd have self-driving. Oh, no, no, no. Elon Musk told us we'd have self-driving cars three years ago. And the years keep passing again and again and again, like the days of our lives. President Biden is going to send Congress a jumbo-sized $6 trillion budget for fiscal 2022. That's weird to say. I'm still kind of a 1990 kind of guy when I see 2022 and you're like 2022. Anyway, if it passes, the federal spending will eclipse records set during World War II. $6 trillion annually. 
All I'll say is that is going to freak a lot of people out. And it's like me walking up to Joe Biden in a bar. Hey, big spender. What you doing? I know you're saying I can't get Benovich out of my head anymore. But he's a big spender. Funding for each fiscal year, which runs October through September, is technically hammered out through 12 appropriation bills that are passed by Congress and signed by the president. What Biden's going to release today is ultimately a map of Democrats' spending priorities for the next decade. Congress is free to throw it in the trash bin if they want to. There's enough mentions um, that, that there's enough mentions of spending plans to freak people out. The T word, tax increases. The T word, trillion. The T word tied towards trillions of dollars. Budget includes 1.9 trillion pandemic stimulus plus several of Biden's major proposals, 2.3 trillion dollar American jobs plan, the 1.8 trillion dollar American families plan, and the 1.5 trillion in discretionary spending increases. Woo! Now you see what I'm saying by "Hey, big spender." Budget's also expected to outline additional policy proposals like a public health insurance option. Funds to get women back into the workforce. Costs tied towards withdrawal from Afghanistan. Expanding the U.S. Cyber Command to meet growing cyber threats. Okay. So that kind of spending will ultimately mm, help and hurt Wall Street. I don't see it as an end-all negative. I know you want me to, but... It's kicking the can down the road. GOP senators released a $928 billion counteroffer to Biden's infrastructure package, more than half of which would go to roads and bridges. But it doesn't really fund his priorities, which include rail, public transit, clean energy. Acorns didn't come to make friends, chew bubble gum. They came to kick butt. Acorns is going public. It's an investing app Ash and Kutcher is obsessed with. I know when you think Ash and Kutcher, you think, I wonder what he's obsessed with. Acorns, apparently. If Robinhood is your cool cousin who makes 50000 on our GameStop stock, Acorns is your quiet uncle who owns a profitable pet food business in the suburbs. Acorns doesn't allow its 6.8 million plus users to buy or sell individual stocks. Instead, it helps them put together balanced portfolios. I have an Acorns account. And it's done remarkably well as a passive investment strategy for me, where it's taking my roundups and investing it for me into S&P 500 type funds. Um, Is it perfect? No. Is it ideal? No. Is it a nice way to save? Yes. And for the average American, I would prefer you have a nice way of investing, at least starting to invest until you get a little bit older. But again, that's me. Pulling up my Acorns account. Oh, Jane. I'll do the next break. Um, they're sending me a six-letter code that I have to punch in. But as I tell you how well I've done, 
But ultimately, as the markets hit all-time highs, my account hits all-time highs. As I go out and spend money at a restaurant today, if I spend $21 for lunch and 15 cents, it's going to round that 15 cents up to 85 cents. It's going to add to it and make it a dollar. So it's going to be spending, instead of $21, I'm going to be spending $22. And that 85 cents will go to my investment account. That's genius. That's how you get Americans started. Today, we get a new movie. Disney's live-action Cruella arrives in theaters on Disney+. Plus. But if you're looking forward to cute puppies, you might not see them. It's a very dark origin story of the iconic villain. I'm sure you'll see a Dalmatian in it, but not 100 to 1 Dalmatians. This is a PG-13 movie. The original 101 Dalmatians was a G movie. And if I remember correctly, I think the original 101 Dalmatians might have had dogs that ate spaghetti together. I maybe remember that incorrectly, but how cute. I know you're saying you shouldn't feed your kids your dog's pasta. You probably shouldn't feed your kid's pasta either, right? Oh, it was Lady of the Tramp. Never, ever let the facts get in the way of a good story. It was 101 Dalmatians in my mind. <laughs> anyway, PG-13 movies make a lot more money than G movies. And uh, I ran out of time. I'll come back and tell you about PG-13 versus R versus G. And much, much more. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. It's tough for me to step on this song. So, this is interesting to note. You know, I was talking about Acorns. It's an app. There's two apps that I think everyone could have on their phone if they're comfortable with it. Acorns and Credit Karma. They're the only two financial apps that I recommend for normal average people. Um, Once you get a portfolio, I've got something a little bit more robust on there. But that's tied towards professional investments. But the Acorns app, I told you, I'll tell you what my, how I've done in the last two years. Doing absolutely nothing other than spending five minutes to start an account, hooking my debit account to it, hooking my credit cards account to it. I've got three credit cards. I have a travel card, which I use, obviously, for planes and hotels. I've got a hotel card, so I try to stay exclusively with Hilton when I travel. If I'm staying in like a hotel or resort, but I don't have to do that because I can also use the points from the travel card. And the reason I have a hotel card is they give a ridiculous 15 times points on it. If you stay at the property, it's even better. But then also I have a everything else kind of credit card. It's the 2% cash back from Citibank. So you get 1% when you spend, you get 1% back when you pay it off. But looking at my Acorns account, having done nothing in the last two years other than my bank transfers 85 cents per transaction, 50 cents some transactions, whatever the roundup is, it's created $20,371, which at my age is not a lot of money. But at the age of a 20-year-old or 25-year-old or 30-year-old or 35-year-old, that's a lot of money. That $20,000 for a 25-year-old will turn into $40,000 by the time they're 32. It'll turn into $80,000 by the time they're 40. 
It'll turn into 160,000 by the time they're 48. It'll turn into 320,000 by the time they retire. That's an acorn. This company's coming public and I don't like SPACs. Um, it's an interesting way to come public where a, a corporation has a lot of cash and they say, I'm going to be a publicly traded company. Well, what do you do? Well, I have a lot of cash. What are you going to do with that cash? Well, I'm going to buy something. And then there's companies like Acorns that says, hey, the stock market's hot, hot, hot right now. We don't know where it's going to be in a year or two years. This is a good time to come public. But if we go public by the traditional IPO route, it'll take a, almost a year to get that paperwork through. We can sneak it in back door through a SPAC. I'm not a sneak it in kind of guy. Where I fall on the spectrum is somewhere of I like things to stay the same. I don't like change. I like moderation and moderation. Um, I don't do well with change. So I'll take a look at the Acorns app when it comes out. Or I'm sorry, the Acorns IPO, SPAC. But it's not necessarily going to be my number one winner, winner, chicken dinner. I was playing with an app last night on my television. And you're saying, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's the Apple TV app. And it's a really, 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 it's a much better interface than, say, Roku. If you like things like podcasts, if it, it really integrates everything on your phone onto your foot, onto your TV, if you like working out, it's on your TV, it's on your phone. Uh, Roku can't quite do that. I like Roku enormously as an acquisition target, probably for Amazon and or Google. Maybe someone else down the road like Sony will step up. Maybe someone like Apple will say, we'll take it and throw the Apple logo on it and control that market. Roku's doing a really, really, really nice job with revenues. But again, I digress. Salesforce.com had a better expected earnings and guidance. Spanky, spanky, those numbers they did. Ulta Beauty did nicely, as did Gap. HP, Autodesk, Lowe's. Lowe's raised their dividend by 33%. Winner. Some guys like blondes. I like dividends. I like stock buybacks. I cannot lie. Boom shakalaka. I like big stock buybacks. I cannot lie. I'm never going to be a rapper. And that's okay. Apple got a downgrade today. Huh. You don't see that every day. Basically, reading the research, they said, ah, this 5G super cycle is going to end at some point. It's not exactly the worst downgrade in the world. It's the second most popular phone Apple's ever, the second most taken up phone Apple's ever released. Magical. Tim Cook. What can I say about he, him? He, ye, ye Tim Cook. AMC Entertainment's a meme stock again, ripping 36% yesterday because we're all going to go see Cruella. No... But I did promise you that Cruella's PG-13, it is not a movie to take your kids to. It is very dark. It's got extended violence and smoking. <laughs> Can you imagine smoking is now considered like a content that's not suitable for children? I get it. I get it. If Cruella looks cool doing it, we're going to do it.
She's pretty iconic villainous, which I'm kind of excited by. And there's nothing wrong with the actress who plays her, Emily Blunt. Except for she's kind of full of herself, but I'm okay with that. I would be too. So going after the Emma Stone. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Same thing. Same Emma British kind of thing going on. I'm letting the facts get in the way of good stories today. Um, PG-13 movies between the year 2010 and 2019. Last 10 years, essentially. PG-13 movies grossed $54.6 billion. In that same span, PG movies pulled in $24.3 billion. R-rated movies made $26.5 billion. G movies, a whopping $2.7 billion. So you could see PG-13 is the category that you want to get your films titled as if you're looking for the big do-re-mi. And when has Disney ever not looked for the big do-re-mi? Trying to appeal to a broader audience. I'm, I guess if I was 20 years old, 25 years old, and I was going out on a date, and my options are A Quiet Place Part 2 or Cruella, well, there's a good chance I'm seeing A Quiet Place Part 2. But let's say that a movie was not, then maybe I would be dragged into it. I wouldn't be dragged into a G version, but a PG-13, I'd be like, well, let's see what this is all about. So I get it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. AMC Entertainment, ticker symbol AMC, is on fire again. 688 million shares traded hands yesterday. For every buyer, there's a seller. Think about that for a second. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Have a question, drop me a voicemail, and email it to me at rob at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I have no clue if I'm going to be talking about her in the years to come, but Kathy Wood's flagship fund is rebounding. She's kind of the flavor of the month. She gets all the articles in Barron's and Wall Street Journal and CNBC are infatuated with her because she is on the cutting edge of tech investing. She's buying crazy stuff. She has a mutual fund. It's not a mutual fund. It's an exchange traded fund, which is like a mutual fund but way more tax efficient and way less costly. More often than not, not always, but more often than not. She has an ETF, ticker symbol is ARKX. And the X is maybe a play on SpaceX because it's all about space exploration and innovation. So if you were to say, I want to invest in space tourism, Rob, or... I want to be investing in that company that's going to get on an asteroid to do some mining and pull some precious metals out of it and make us billions. I want to build a Death Star. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos. She has a fund for that. Now, I'm wealthy enough that I don't have to say I need a home run. But if I was looking for a home run, space is where it's at right now because I'm pretty damn sure Tesla – is going to SpaceX is not part of Tesla, but it's, it was started by the same CEO, Elon Musk. I'm pretty darn sure Tesla or Elon Musk and, and SpaceX are going to come public, and the world's richest man is going to get richer. 
he's put up a group of satellites that now gets internet anywhere in the world. And it's better than what the option is in most parts of the world. It's not as good as Comcast coming into your home. Nope. But think about it for a second. Have you ever been like on a boat? You're like, man, this internet's bad. Or on a plane and you're like, man, this internet's bad. Um, like you can't even get a text message on a plane. That's how bad the internet is. Have you ever been in the woods and you take your phone with you and you're camping with your lovely, lovely lady? And you're like, I'm going to go for a walk. And she's like, why are you taking your phone? Because you don't get any cell signal where you're at. So suddenly you're getting cell signal. I like it a lot. Um, one of the big things in automation right now of driving that everyone wants to conquer is something along the lines of getting internet-enabled trucks so that they can figure out when is the payload coming exactly and everything can move a little bit more smoothly. And if one driver is more efficient than the other, he could be assigned the next time. The artificial intelligence coming to trucking is a huge business, but you need the internet to really make that kick. And I, I do believe SpaceX is at the right place. And I'll tell you what, Jeff Bezos is messing it up. He's, he's failing. His space project is nice. Elon Musk's space project is very nice. So who is going to get a crew orbiting the planet versus just a rocket up and down? These guys have egos. So Kathy Wood has a fund called the ARC Space Exploration Innovation. I can make a case if you were to say, Rob, I want to own Bitcoin and I want to own space and Rob, I want to own. I'm like, whatever happened to like the S&P 500 or the dividend achievers? If you were to say, I want to own 5% in space, I'm not going to shoot you. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to fuss. I'm going to say, that's the aggressive part of your portfolio. Arc Innovation has bought over 3 million shares of Coinbase. The fund has new positions in DraftKings, buying 8 million shares now worth $397 million. They've added names including video game platform skills and software company UiPath. UiPath. User, I don't even know what that one is. UiPath. Maybe user intelligence. Was that a good guess? Palantir Technologies. She's quadrupled holdings in. She likes that one a lot. Ticker symbol PLTR. So I'm not telling you that she's all that in a bucket of chicken. Wall Street's telling you that she's all that in a bucket of chicken right now. And in a month, that may change. In a year, that may change. In three years, we may not even know who she is. But right now, she's the darling of the ball. She has she sold all of her positions in PayPal and LendingTree. Sold all of her position in Baidu, truck maker Picar, Regeneron Pharmaceuticals, and Taiwan Semiconductor. Um, three months ago, she had big positions in all those. Like, so I'm not saying she's got a flavor of the month thing going on, but Wall Street is typically obsessed with uh, what I refer to as the church of what's working now, and she's working now. And that's all I got for you. She really likes Tesla and Teladoc, for the record. I can make a case for Teladoc. Uh, I know that one just well enough. 529 plans. Let's talk 529 plans. Investment vehicles that are tax advantaged are always worthy of a note. 
And this is a way of saving money for college or schooling. It's interesting to note that, let's say you have three kids, you don't have to have three different 529 plans, you can have one. And you could use that money from that fund to pay for that kid's college. Let's say that kid doesn't go to college, you can pay for the second kid to go to college. Let's say that second kid doesn't go to college, let's say you do the third. It's no stress, no fuss, no muss. 36% of Americans can correctly identify the plan as an education savings tool. But a lot of people don't even know what the 529 is. That's, that's what I'm telling you. 64% don't know what it means. 36% of us know that's, oh, that's all about college savings. 529 might be in your head like, what is it? A couple things you need to know. You don't have to invest in your state's fund. Every state has them. This is where it got kind of stupid. Wall Street came out with this innovation. State regulars said, wait a minute. There used to be different ways to pay for your kid to go to school, right? Well, there still are different ways. But every state has a plan, and they differ not materially, but slightly. Um, in the past, I've liked the Utah plan, the Nevada plan, more than the California plan, because the California plan had just slightly higher taxes or fees. I'm messing up words today. I'll like the way I say that, but it's not correct. So um, 529 plans are a great way of saving. If you're wealthy and you max out your 401k and you have an emergency fund, I have no problem with you dumping some money in a 529 plan. Now, what happens if none of your kids go to college? Well, the money grows tax-free. You're not paying income taxes on it. You're not paying uh, capital gains on it. It's growing in there. So if dividends kick off, it's growing. You get $10,000 in by the time the kid's four or five. And that should be about $20,000 by the time they go to college. And it's used without taxes as long as it's used on school-related expenses. That's beautiful. It does not, well, it's got minimal impact on financial aid. A lot of parents worry about it. Best website to understand 529 plans, savingforcollege.com. In my opinion, you can compare plans. If you do get a Nevada plan or a Utah plan, you'll go, does my kid have to go to Nevada or Utah? No, they can go to any state. Oh, what if your kids don't go to college? Well, then that's the time where you kick your spouse out of the house and you go, you go spend some of this money on college or it's grown tax free for you and the penalty will be a hit, but it won't crush you. It's not like taking money out of a IRA before you retire. It's not the best idea. But if you had to do it, it did get that tax benefit for a long period of time. Hopefully it's the right idea. It's not just for college. You could pay off up to 10,000 qualified student loans with your five for down plans over your lifetime. Pay up to $10,000 a year for tuition for your kids K through 12 private school. You could use the money on computers, printers, internet service, graduate schools, trade schools, apprenticeships. Even if no one uses it, you can withdraw your money. Your investment comes out tax and penalty-free since you already paid taxes on it before depositing it. Any earnings are subject to that 10% withdrawal penalty. But that's not the worst thing in the world. It's never too late to start a 529 plan. Although if your kid's 15 and you're thinking he's going to go to Harvard and you got to come up with 200000 it doesn't have a lot of time to grow. 
The tax advantage matters. You'll wind up with more money in a tax advantage account as long as you use it on qualified expenses. So I'm good with 529 plans if you've maxed out your 401k. Remember, your 401k is for your retirement. There's always going to be a way to pay for your kid's college. I hate telling this story because it's, it's the wrong messaging. But there's a great book called Candy Girl. And um, it was about a young woman who ultimately became a stripper to pay for college at nights. And she went to like Princeton. And everyone at the strip club was like, oh, that's cute. You're reading a book. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, so she shaked her booty and she paid for college. And I admire that. Um, from reading the book, what was interesting is she looked at it as exercise class. And she did everything she could not to be demeaned or sexualized or trivialized. And she paid for college. That's one way of doing it, right? Another way is a 529 plan. But I'll let you figure this out in your own ways. You can always find me online at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. You have a phone. You can record a voice message. You can say, hey, Rob, tell me about 529 plans. Hit it in an email, tag it, attach it, send it, and I'll play it on the air and I'll answer your questions. Any questions are fair game. You can even ask me about love because I am the doctor of love and the doctor of money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking investing money, much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the markets. We can talk about tech stocks versus uh, financial stocks. You know, the S&P 500 is made up of 10 sectors and there's nothing wrong with owning a utility. There's utilities, there's retail stocks, there's financial stocks, tech stocks, transportation, defense. There's different sectors. Aerospace, obviously. Um, it shows you the diversity of our economy. And some areas are much, 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 much more profitable than others. The thing that's starting to freak out a lot of people, including congressional as well as uh, media, is how big and how profitable the tech companies are. And how they just seamlessly get into another business model and go, eh, nothing but a thing. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos CEO until July 4th. And then if you want to make love, sweet love to a CEO, he's not your man because he's retiring from the CEO position. He'll be a head of the board, which is in a bad position. But Jeff Bezos said the retail industry is far more competitive than the smartphone market. A clear nod to Apple and Google as all three tech giants face antitrust scrutiny. The coolest thing to do. Point at the competition out there and say, look at them. You may think we're bad because we can charge higher prices, lower prices, higher prices, lower prices. They've got that flexibility. 
I can't think of a potential worse industry to get into than retail. I know you're saying, Rob, don't you want to start a retail business? I do not. With retail, you have the problem of physical space. So you got to be good at managing property. Then you get the problems of labor. It's very capital intensive. If you go into a retail store today, and let's say you go to 7-Eleven, there's $100,000 of liquor and stuff in that store. So it's very capital intensive. You have labor issues. You've got real estate issues. I'm sure you've talked to someone in retail before who's like, yeah, my landlord's jacking the prices. I have no interest in retail. As an investor, maybe. But one of the reasons I liked Amazon was because they didn't have physical stores. One of the reasons I did not like Best Buy was they had big physical stores. And then you, you need to come up with reasons. Now, find reasons to like Best Buy. They sell tech gadgets. They sell TVs. People are moving to new homes. As they move to new homes, they want bigger TVs. Now, the big thing is having a big patio in your backyard that you can entertain in. A lot of people are setting up little, little TV stations outside, bars outside. So asked at Amazon's annual shareholder meeting to address the critique that the world's largest retailer is too big, too powerful. Bezos pointed at the retail industry and said, hey, the retail industry is thriving, not just us. So he's going to try to sell this messaging to Washington, D.C. so that he can get out of an antitrust lawsuit. Consumers can shop at dozens of large national retailers, hundreds of regional retailers, hundreds of thousands of small retailers, both online and in stores. So it is going to be very, very tough to say antitrust unless we can catch them raising prices and lowering prices based on competition. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Consumers can shop at dozens of large national retailers. You know one of the reasons I first liked Amazon? I know this is going to sound bizarre because I know you don't remember this. This is going to be something the millennials go, what? Are you ready? You used to not have to pay tax on stuff you bought on the internet. What? In California, that would save you 10% on a TV. And then Congress finally got around to it. And said, no, no, you're going to have to pay. Because they were losing too much money. Congress has never met a do-re-mi dollar that they didn't like. Consumers can shop at dozens of large national retailers. I agree with that. Hundreds of regional retailers. Hundreds of thousands of small retailers. So Bezos is, is crafting a good message. It's tough to go against that. When you look at your next phone, you're probably looking at Samsung which has a Google operating system or an Apple hardware, which has an Apple operating system. So mobile phone operating systems are much more monopolistic than retail. Now, again, I'm not making a case for you to go out and buy Amazon. I'm just talking out loud. And I think the funny th memory was that I remember not paying taxes and I would, I would support Amazon more because of that. And that's me not paying taxes. You're like, Rob, your local city needs your taxes. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. As I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Amazon's head of entertainment is trying to find his Game of Thrones. 
And that's where Metro Goldwyn Mayer comes in with James Bond, Robocop, Rocky franchises. Jeff Bezos is fascinated by we need a huge hit. So Apple does retail or Amazon does retail, Amazon does media. That's where you start going, are you using your retail to get into media or using media to get into retail? And that's where unfair advantages can come in. I liked that movie enormously when it came out, The Wall Street. The sequel was probably one of the worst movies ever made. Talking about being greedy and going into uh, double dipping. But that movie didn't age terribly well. Michael Douglas is an odd looking man. Anyhow, that's your Amazon segment of the day. Stay tuned as Rob Black goes into the world of investing, insurance, saving money, earning money, retiring nicely. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.